You are listening to Podcasting 101 with RSS.com. Getting you ready to launch and grow your podcast. Hey everyone, Ashley here with RSS.com and I'm so excited to have Super Joe Pardo here. Joe, welcome to the show. How are we doing, famous Ashley Grant? I am very excited, very, very excited. Can you do us a favor and tell us what it is you do? Oh, uh, what is it that I do? So I am a business optimization strategist working on operations uh, through the team, the offer and the process. I've been a content creator since 1996 with blogging and eventually into podcasting as well as YouTube. Uh, and I, I, I love working and helping small business owners, uh, because I've, I've been, I grew up around small business myself. Uh, and it's, you know, to me, it's all about, it's all about helping people and helping the families of those people. So it's incredible when I get to work with people that, you know, it amplifies what I'm capable of doing for all those people and all of those families that depend on it. And, uh, it, it's, to me, that's, it's, it's like the most important piece of it all. Well, I mean, business optimization strategist, that, that's a very large phrase. What exactly does it, does it mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so we're like working on, uh, the operations, the processes, uh, so it might involve the technology. Sometimes it involves just people and going through the, the process of like working through the problems that people are having because like businesses are like robots they're like hard they're rigid they want to like operate 24 7 go 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 um but they're filled with like soft gooey insides called people and those people have problems those people have outside influences they have uh illnesses like they have like all kinds of like other you know they got to do the things that they want to do right at the same time so um, when you're, when you're working with, a, you know, businesses, you're, you're working with more than just like a numbers on a sheet, right? It's people, it's the stories, it's the customers that they help. Um, and to me, creating the best processes, uh, it create a great experience, not just for the customer, not just for the employees and the team members, but also for the person who owns it and operates it and helps them ultimately get to building a business that's for their lifestyle. Uh, instead of their lifestyle for their business. So when, when, you know, cause you can like absolutely have a business that runs your lifestyle and some people love it, right? Like my grandfather loved it. My dad loves it. Uh, you know, some other good friends of mine love it. Um, but I, I think that not everybody does. And, and just because they don't doesn't mean that they make them bad at business or make some bad people, but I think it makes them realistic because I, I think that a lot of like, you know, you look at like the Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk's, the Casey Neistat's, the, you know, the, 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 the gurus that are like, oh, you got to work, 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 work. And, and all that, like, yeah, that works for them. That's, that's great. Like that's, that's awesome. They figured out what works for them, but that doesn't necessarily work for everybody and not saying to the opposite extreme of the four hour work week. Uh, but the just somewhere in between that, uh, makes people have a better appreciation for what they do, feel less jaded about what they do. Um, and the people that they do it for and, and ultimately gives themselves a better, you know, life because they can do more of the things that they love, uh, 
while optimizing the process so that people that work for them actually want to stay longer, you know, uh, and be a part of the business. I, I grew up in a family business um, that started in 81, but I've been, uh, I'm like a seventh generation entrepreneur uh, going back. It's like into the fifties uh, with my, my great, uh, great, great grandfather, great grandfather. Uh, and uh, I, even before that, but it's crazy um, that people, uh, you know, they, they look at how other businesses are run, other small businesses. They look at how the big corporations are run. And I, and I always think like, look, I, I think that there's a lot of bad things we could say about corporations. Uh, and there's a lot of good things you could say for them. But I think if you, you look at it objectively, you take the things that make the most sense and you add the human element to it. Um, you'll, you'll end up somewhere in between that enables people to feel like you care because you, you don't have the advantage of like maybe huge paychecks for all your employees, right? Um, you don't have some of the health insurance benefits that can come along with being a huge corporation. Um, but what you do have is you have the ability to have more of a human touch instead of like an Amazon that like, oh, I went to my locker today and it told me I was fired. Like, no, I didn't get to meet with anybody. Nobody talked about it, blah, blah, blah. And now Amazon has a problem with they're literally running out of people in, in certain communities to be able to hire because they've already fired those people or they um, already work for them or uh, they work somewhere else and they're not looking to come to work for Amazon. So, mm. you, you know, in just a few short years, they've blown through uh, some work, you know, uh, workforces. And, and the only way to get more of those uh, is people got to age up <laughs> into work, into the workforce, uh, or they need to like lower their standards a little bit, which I, I think they could learn a thing or two about doing. Well, so when did podcasting come into your sphere? So I have been listening to the podcast since 2005, huge Disney fan. Uh, I listened to a show called WDW today. And for me, like I learned so much about podcasting from them without even them talking about podcasting, just from listening to every episode three days a week for uh, the better part of like, a, well, almost, almost a decade. Yeah, almost a decade. So uh, once I, you know, they, I actually became friends with, with all of them, the four guys uh, and, and female that were a part of the show. And you know, they were like, oh, Joe, you should totally have your own podcast. You could like talk about Disney and all stuff. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I probably get bored with that. And, and I, cause I knew, I knew I would. And that was in like 2011, 2012, something to that effect. And so fast forward to 2014, I, I put out my first, I'm also a DJ as well, uh, since like 2004. And I put out my first DJ album and I was doing a bunch of interviews on Disney podcasts. Cause I made this mashup album of Disney music and hip-hop instrumentals and it tells the story of Pixar's Up and um, we raised a bunch of money for uh, Give Kids the World on it and so I was doing all these interviews on podcasts and that's when it like the bug really got to me and I was like wow I really want to do something with this and um, I left my family's business at the time I was totally fed up and um, you know leaving a nine-figure business behind is super scary because like I don't have a degree I didn't just parachute into another you know job heck I the only other jobs I'd ever worked were side gigs uh for some you know some uh website building stuff and uh and djing gigs so for me it was like oh wow like this is this is going to be different <laughs> this could be real different 
Um, a month after that, I was on a flight to Disney World, and um, I was talking to a friend of mine who I was going to run a race with down there, and I was like, oh, is there any other Disney podcasts I, that I haven't um, reached out to about being on? I showed him like a big old list, and he's like, oh, have you heard of this show called like Entrepreneur on Fire? And this was in 2014, so John had just started. I was like, no, nah, what's the guy? He's like, oh, he just interviews entrepreneurs. I was like, oh, I never thought about podcasting in that in that light to me it was just a bunch of disney heads or whoever was really into a thing sitting around talking about the thing that they were interested in um so i i was like oh wow like i could totally do this and i i started up the dreamers podcast when the plane landed uh i registered the domain name the twitter handle the facebook page before we got to the rental car and two weeks later i had put out my first episode and then i was off to the races itunes do it noteworthy uh eventually went to write my first book of four uh, and went to, to like uh, uh, podcastawards.com, became the best pod, business podcast uh, of 2017. And that was an awesome day because we also found out the um, the gender of my my son, uh, which was pretty cool. So uh, there was actually a vlog, I was vlogging at the time. Uh, so that was really cool to get to uh, <laughs> have that experience in there. And um yeah, so it's just it's so it's just kind of evolved into eventually just really about business and really about entrepreneurship and really um, eventually turning into the YouTube channel and Shark Tank reaction videos and and all that along the way. Now, how intertwined is podcasting and your business for you? Pretty pretty intertwined. I mean, it's the it's the megaphone to you know the business. Uh, it's also I started up the independent podcast conference in 2014 as well at the end of 2014, uh, which has grown immensely um, since since then. And we've held uh, five in person events, and eventually we'll hold a we'll hold a sixth in person event. Uh, it was supposed to be this year, and I actually haven't fully made the announcement. I changed everything on the site but it, it's good we're pushing it to 2023 because there's just not enough people in our community everyone's like i would love to come it's way too much uncertainty flights are a mess uh gas is terrible um covid is still out there you know i don't i don't know and i was like well i'm not gonna gamble a couple thousand dollars on that so like let's let's just you know it's not the main focus of my business it's more of a um, a passion project uh, that does bring in money, but it, it, you know, it's, it's a passion project at the end of the day. And um, I just, I love the community. I love bringing people together. Uh, I've been doing events, whether it's, you know, raves, land parties, uh, working, you know, doing our, um, when I worked in my family's business back, you know, back pre 2014, uh, setting up the, uh, annual events that we would have at a, a local caterer here where we'd have like a thousand plus people come through and in about five hours, to, uh, they'd go through all the vendor booths, go to a, um, open, open bar and free buffet. And, um, it was, it was a great, I mean, I, I went to that show when I was a kid running around grabbing pens and stuff. So for me, you know, getting to take it over, uh, was, was really special. And it kind of played into the, I love hosting events. I love bringing people together um, and just having a having a really great time with really great people and connecting. Would you say that podcasting actually helps you to find clients for your business? Yes. So so that has been uh, that. So, so that's been an interesting thing. So part of the problem that I've ran into over the years was not necessarily having the 
the marketing message line up with the business, right? So like when I won Best Business Podcast of the Year Award in 2017, my show was still called The Dreamers Podcast. And, you know, that, that's when I was like, all right, I went to a few of my friends. And I'm like, what do, what do you think? You know, does this, does this make sense to you? And they're like, well, Joe, I love your show. I love the guests you bring on. I love the insight. If you, if I didn't know you, I would have passed over your show mm -hmm. because of the name. I would have, I would have told, because of the name of the cover art and everything, I would have passed over it. Um, so, you know, I, I, that's when I started to like reevaluate, you know, and, and kind of start to tweak and look at, um, that kind of stuff. So I, it's not that it, a lot of it's like, not necessarily direct. And I think a lot of times we want to think that everything's a super direct, like, Hey, I put out episode next step profit. Right. And, and yeah. it's not necessarily that way. It'll be that way for some people, but it's a lot of referrals, people that listen that, you know, get that reminder and then they refer somebody to me. Um, and, and that kind of process. So it's, it's not direct. Like I post episode, all of a sudden my phone's ringing the next day, you know? Um, so I, I would say that that's actually probably a minimal amount of, of the business that, that has been brought in. Just kind of like how um, Independent Podcast Conference is not, it's a passion project that has brought in money into my business, like actually into my actual core business of consulting. Um, because, you know, so-and-so knows so-and-so that, that works with somebody that's like, oh yeah, this would be a perfect fit for this. Not um, you know, and I've done like a lot of podcast coaching and stuff over the years, but again, that's, I would still put that more in the passion side than the, than the actual business side. Um, that's, you know, the business side is really about the, the coaching work and consulting, working on the business model, working on the processes, working on the, um, emotions and the, you know, the ebbs and flows of, of, uh, the owner and and the team that they have. Okay. Well, what, what's interesting to me is you, you've brought up community several times and it sounds like one of the big, biggest things that you are so good at is the networking and the getting to know people and the, the bringing people together. And so whether it's indirect or direct, the fact that you're able to make money in your business partially because of your podcast, but maybe not directly from your podcast. I love that. And I think it's so cool. So now you, you also mentioned something else. You, you've mentioned, you know, uh, all the things that you've been doing. You've mentioned the YouTube and you mentioned the ebbs and flows. And that one really got me. And the reason why is because the reason I wanted to bring you on is because of haters. So one of the things that I have found so fascinating about you watching all of the stuff that you've been doing is how gracefully you handle haters. And one of the biggest things that holds people back from starting a podcast is the fear that, okay, I'm going to start it and I'm going to get so many people who hate it and they're just going to badmouth me and troll me and I might as well just quit what before I even buy a microphone. So talk to me a little bit about all of that. <laughs> when it started yeah, yeah. and how it started, all this stuff. Uh, so uh, how, how, wait, how, what specifically started? How you started, um, I guess, gaining traction with YouTube and podcasting to where you were actually starting to get haters. Yeah, so it's been a number of years uh, since I started in 2014. Um, I, I can't say that we ever really had, or I ever really had haters up until we got to the YouTube part where people actually started to watch and pay attention. And um, 
so that's i mean it would be it would be cool to have have had that experience sooner i mean i have had that experience because i've had you know a number of people who um mostly people that i i would say i don't really want to you know have in my circle uh so they kind of like they kind of addition by subtraction kind of thing like i'm adding to my life <laughs> by enabling them to subtract themselves from it um because that we just you know they 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 need to have some complex about being in charge or feeling some superiority or something like that and um i i do my best to to stay and stay away from that and try to be as you know when when you talk about community and and people to me it's it's really a it's like i live for that like we you know we went to to europe for our honeymoon me and my wife right and yeah go and see the like it's cool like you see like the roman coliseum or whatever but to me what i remember more about that and more about that trip is the people that i met from all over the world that would you know because we had these hour-long two-hour-long bus rides stuff so i would be like talking to you know people from canada we're talking about like their healthcare system and so i mean this is in 2012 so um you know it's things like that that's like that's means so much to me and and what podcasting enabled me to do uh was very rapidly build a network outside of my world right and build it this because i my world was in trucking <laughs> it was in truck uh, truck parts and trucking and in transportation industry right so that's not everybody i knew but uh, that, like a good chunk of the people that i knew a good percentage was in that so what enabled me to have with podcasting was to go and and get people from all these different industries from all over the world that were like doing awesome things cooler than what I was doing and getting the highlight and inspire other people. I uh, inspire myself because like I really still didn't know what I wanted to do in April of 24 or in May of 2014 uh, until probably June, July of 2014. I started to like figure, okay, we're going to have the podcast, we're going to do books, we're going to do speaking, we're going to do coaching um, and, and all that. So, I, you know, I think to me, you know, relationships are the currency for the most part. And I don't, I don't put a, a lot of, I, I, I probably, if I put more effort into the money, I probably could make a lot more of it from that. But to me, like, I don't necessarily want to deal with some of the headaches that come along with that, like having sponsors and like I've had sponsors in the past and I get sponsors for my podcast conference and all that. But, you know, it's, I, I'd rather just, not have to deal with that and and enter in youtube right and i you know part of me i love podcasting i kind of do wish though that i had had the foresight in 2014 to do more youtube then because i probably would be like that much further along with it and and the community and all but who knows like it wouldn't have necessarily been the same audience uh it, you know it might not have been the right thing like it might not have, it just might not have been the right thing at the time so, I, um, you know, having, having the opportunity to have people, uh, comment, it was so, it's so much more powerful than, than like with, with podcasting, it's like, oh, they can rate, like leave a review or something like that. But the call to actions are tough with, with podcasting because you're asking somebody to do something when they're like mowing the lawn, taking a shower, driving a car, things they're not gonna like let me jump on Facebook or Twitter and like do the thing. Right. So, so it's, it's like almost like an auxiliary thing to, to get them to listen to the podcast or 
to get them to be on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, whatever it is, and, and interact with you. It's funny. I'm actually in quite a few Facebook groups for podcasts that I've like never listened to once, but I, but I love the, I love the people. I love like the community that they have, um, the support and everything like that. I just, you know, bear, I mean, I, I could count on one hand the number of podcasts I listen to period, um, honestly, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, like I don't have, I just don't have a ton of time to listen to podcasts. So it's, I'm just very, very, very selective in what I listen to at this point. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because not only are you producing a podcast, you're producing a YouTube channel, you're running your own business. So it makes complete sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you need lots of systems and processes, not just for your you know, business, but also your life because yes. there's a lot going on. Well, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine doing like juggling all the, the balls that you've got in the air. Like, how do you, how do you keep it straight? How do you keep, you know, doing the podcasting and all the other things? Yeah. So I, so the, like in this case, the, the podcast pretty much only happens when I do interviews with people that have been on Shark Tank at this point. Like I literally was just on a call, uh, right before I jumped in here, uh, with somebody that's been on Shark Tank, uh, two seasons ago. So that, that'll get turned into a podcast. The reaction videos, that's, that has suffered a little bit, but, um, but I did get, you know, complete most of last season. And I do, I will be getting, I actually had some, some tweaking I wanted to do to my, my format. So, uh, which I, I'm not going to like bore everybody with at this point, but I, I had some tweaking. I'm getting, uh, I'm going to be doing some more testing in the near future here so that I can more, hopefully, fingers crossed, more easily get content out on the reaction front. Um, because it, it it's, it's very time consuming when it doesn't go right. Yeah. I, I can only imagine, but getting getting back to the the Shark Tank reaction videos because that's kind of what spawned this whole "got to get you on" thing. So, whenever the the hate happens, what did you do? Like, what's your thought process? How do you how do you handle the some of the pretty ignorant comments that come through? Yeah, I mean, it, it did bother me. Um... For the first, I want to say six to eight months, I, I let it ride. I would just reply, like, I, I, I would just, I, I very, I think pretty much out of the gate, I was pretty much just like, I'm just going to say that I appreciate you watching and commenting. And I let the comments ride. I didn't del delete them or, or shadow ban those comments, um, which I, I, maybe I, I mean, look, everything happens for the way it's supposed to happen or whatever, but. I wanted people to see how I would react to them. And I wanted people to be able to say, you know, to, to see, to see me through it. Right. And to see, to see a human being that's actually responding to them. Um, I would say, you know, maybe more happened than I, than I actually realized, but what I did see was there was some of those comments that were really, really rude, really like, just nasty, like, like terrible comments to make, um, about a, another person in general, <laughs> like, yeah. um, and, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe, uh, they would get, well, they would get a lot of likes, you know, some of the, a couple of them got a lot, a lot of likes of, I would get a handful of likes on my, like, I appreciate you watching and commenting. Sometimes I'd get people that say like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that you would actually read this or that you, you'd see this or whatever. Um, and 
it changed, you know, so, so I think for, to a certain extent, it did what I was wanting it to do. But, but then part of me was like, these comments are kind of consuming me, even though I'm not letting, like, I, it's like, look, I appreciate you watching commenting. It's, it gives me a good chuckle because I'm like, there's, you know, to me, a lot of those comments have no context. Mm -hmm. Like they just, they just don't like you're, you didn't do the research. You didn't try to have a conversation with me. And I'm like, I'm not a big TV show watcher. Um, like, like at all, like my wife watches a way more TV shows than I ever do. Um, but I did watch Ted Lasso and the whole, like, you know, be, be curious, not judgmental thing really hits home. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's made me look at things differently. Um, and even, even in like in real life situations where, where I've like had to deal with like yelling parents and stuff, uh, while coaching, uh, one of my kids, um, soccer games that, that my kids six <laughs> their kid, the, most of the kids on the team were five you know uh and 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 just uh, dealing with the screaming and just being like i'm i'm just doing my job here like i'm yeah. i'm doing the things that are supposed to be done and you know if you want to come and have a conversation just come and talk with me but screaming on the sideline like i i can't even acknowledge that because i'm too busy trying to make sure that we're you know doing what we're supposed to do here and and i translate that um from the you know dealing with the, those comments because like look we all had people that we didn't like or whatever we didn't get along with and things didn't go the way we wanted them to with with those relationships um but even even before that like i've always been of the mindset of like everybody deserves to be happy like even if the the, the crappiest people that they're, they're just doing really mean things like there's a reason that they're doing it um we can't forget that because they're not just doing it like because they're like the Joker or something. They just like want to see the world burn. They, they're, they're people too, you know? And um, so it's important to remember that like they have, they have a situation going on and, and, it, and it, it's still hurtful, but like, so the weight of those comments um, kind of got on me, but then I, I started to think, and I'm like, you know, why let somebody else who has a similar thought process be able to just click a like button and move on with their life? Right to, to a really nasty comment, right? Like, and I'm not talking about just like, oh, I don't like the video or whatever, or just shut up or whatever, like something stupid like that. Like, I, I tried the, oh, I'll try pinning their comment at the top. Well, the fact that matters, most of these people have zero content, so they have zero skin in the game, right? Yeah. Like their comment literally means nothing because they have nothing weighted. Like, it's not like they have this. Oh, I have my own following of 50,000 people. And like, I don't want people to see that I'm nasty or whatever. Like, so it's like, oh, you take their nasty comment, pin it at the top. And it's like, oh, they probably won't like that very much, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe they do have content. Maybe they have, maybe this is just their rando account that they're, yeah. that they're choosing <laughs> to do it on. And maybe I, I know that that some of that is happening out there, but, um, but uh, so ultimately I decided about, I want to say eight, nine months into it to say, you know what? I'm going to go through all my comments and I'm just going to hide those comments, hide those people, hide those people, um, from the channel and they can comment all they want or whatever. And I don't have to see their comment anymore. Uh, and as time went on, uh, and plus, oh, the other thing was those people, instead of being able to click the like button, they get to, you know, if they want to express their displeasure with it, just go and write your own comment, which will help the YouTube algorithm even more. So I appreciate you even more. 
uh, than just clicking the like on somebody else's really nasty comment. Um, plus, I, I, yeah, so I so I decided I'm going to just hide them. And, and, and I, th- I want to say it was like almost six months later, that's when I decided, like, you know what? We've, we've hit a lot of the people. Let's unhide the people and see who's, com- who's, who's still commenting out there. It took a week. It took yeah. a week for one of my band ones to to show back up and and uh, have something nasty to say, but but yeah, I, I I think that taking that that punch in the gut, um, because some of those comments, while nasty, I mean, some of them are you know they're uh, through the lens of reality, like their lens of reality, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, the, you know, who's this this like fat bald guy like talking flipping his pen or something or thinks he's a shark or something like that and um which is not the case i don't purport to be a shark and that's not why i'm doing what i'm doing uh i i genuinely am just here to help you know inspire entrepreneurs inspire people to do to go and be super and be the best that they can be and inspire other help them inspire other people to go and be the best that they can be you know, we're I'm not asking anybody to be perfect, but we got to do we got to do is the the best that we can uh, for our, ourselves and the people around us. So, um, you know, so so yeah, having those comments, getting the punch in the gut, uh, especially when they they hit close to home. And I've watched. Uh, do you watch like Gerald Undone? No. Oh, you totally should. You totally okay. should. Um, him and like Cinnamon Toast can like they've done a couple of of video like one video or two videos. Um, a make art now, uh, and Gerald and Dunn did like a whole, like not podcast series on YouTube. And they <laughs> talked about this, like this, you know, the, the YouTube comments and how people like, it's like you and I are sitting at a diner, Ashley, like we're sitting at a diner, we're having a meal and somebody walks up and says, Oh, your shirt is like the wrong color for your eyes. Have a terrible day. And then they just walk away. And it's like, like, why? Like- I wasn't even talking to you. Yeah. I wasn't even talking to you, right? And and I think that's the key is that the people that feel that way are not your audience. They're not anybody that's ever going to buy anything from you. They're not any, like the most they might do is give you some ad revenue, right? By watching your videos. They love, you know, if they love to hate you, which is a shame because I don't, I don't want to be loved to hate. Like I'm not a pro wrestler or something that's <laughs> playing a bit part or, or you know a guru who's who like in, like they intentionally be a certain way to be hated like that's a thing because yeah. they you know they want you to get mad to share it to tell all the people like look at this idiot right because one or half a person out of um you know however you calculate half a person out of ten is going <laughs> to say oh wow I don't think that I don't think that they're a joke I think they're pretty serious and then boom you know, $10,000 sale, like, boom, that's all it took. Right. But we got to get big numbers. got to get the big numbers as possible, make as much noise as possible. Um, another, another great, uh, interview was from Nas Daly and, um, and, uh, Casey Neistat where Casey was like, you know, I, I didn't invent the term, but like, I want to post in ghost. Uh, he's like, I don't want to do that, but the comments just forced me to do that because I can only read so much before it just gets, um, you know, so harmful, like, and yeah. it takes me down. Um, so, and, and at the end of the day, this is a dictatorship, not a democracy. So I don't care, you know, like I will delete your comment. I, I just don't care. Or I will not read any of the comments because it just makes my day a lot better. 
Well, what would you say to the podcaster who's afraid to even start because they're afraid they're going to get those hateful comments? Yeah. I, so it, I, I've read um, and I've experienced this as well. Um, not feeling or feeling restrained from what I feel like I can and can't say because of what might be taken out of context, not even just for randos on the internet, but like people I actually know, right? People I work with, people that, uh, you know, you're, you're in certain situations. And in my case, I talk about business, right? So taking certain situations and having to like mask them so that it doesn't sound so obvious that like I pulled this from from work or or a specific person or something like that like that I to me I think that that's really the harder part so I, to me I would say if you're that worried about it don't post about it mm. you know don't don't advertise it in fact with YouTube you're better off not <laughs> posting about it because you don't want people to say oh cool Joe started a YouTube thing let me click on it Oh, cool. There's Joe. I watched 10 seconds and then I click off and it's like, YouTube's like, oh, cool. That person didn't like it. Well, maybe we shouldn't share it to seven other people. Maybe we'll just share it to like two other people. Oh, they didn't, they, by chance, they didn't click on it either. So, oh, well, <laughs> you know, um, so I, I would say if you're, if you're worried about it, go find a way to do it anonymously. Don't be afraid to post and ghost, you know, post it and don't don't interact in my case i really want to interact i don't my wife gets on me from from time to time she's like oh you read these comments and you know I, I, and she's like like it must bother you i'm like nah it doesn't bother me it just you know again these people probably aren't for me like yeah if they were they would either just not comment like they could just easily just go away um but i i also i, I you know I, I do worry um about other content creators getting like if they got some of those things that i got like it, it, you gotta build up the resistance um and you gotta build up the resistance to like try to like punch back because it it's never gonna you're no unless you're like the god of comebacks um i no <laughs> i it I, won't I, end I, well and it won't end i know well. i'm not i know <laughs> yeah. i'm not right so like i you know, and sometimes I'll think of, of things to say, but it's like, it's like eight days later and it's like, it's no longer relevant, you know? Yeah. Um, or, or like you're afraid that if you do actually say it, it could be used against you in some way. Well, that could add fuel to the fire. Well, yeah, because it opens the door, right? It opens the door and the window to like, you know, having to either over explain, which people won't probably read, you know, fewer people will read that. It's yeah. just at the end of the day, it's like just be kind to that person and say, thank you. I appreciate you watching or, you know, something to that effect. And I mean, I've had people write back like, I didn't, I watched 10 seconds and then wrote this nasty comment. Like, bravo, you're an awesome person. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for playing. I like, know that, right? Like, look, I know that I'm onboarding something to, to people that aren't necessarily looking for what I'm selling or bringing to the table, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's okay. So that comes with the territory. But hey, if you color inside the lines all the time, guess what you won't get? Haters. <laughs> you know, yeah. you won't get people that are so angry and triggered by the fact that you you gave them an opportunity to, in my case, watch something that they wouldn't have otherwise, unless they go and pay for it, or if they can even pay for it in their country in which they're watching it from. Um, you know, it's just it just shows like 
people of all races, colors, creeds, backgrounds, nationalities, whatever, on the planet Earth can be super entitled. Um, it doesn't just happen in certain places or, you know, with certain people. It, it's literally, I've seen it from all countries all over the world be super entitled to, to what they should and shouldn't be able to get on the internet. And it's if it's my responsibility to deliver it to them. Yeah, I just, I, I guess for me, like the, the big thing that, that keeps sticking out though is I, I, it kind of breaks my heart, the content creators that are afraid to even start that could have really good shows, but they're so scared of the hate that they just don't post anything. And it's like, you know, kind of like you said, the post and ghost. I love that idea. I never thought of it, but it's brilliant. Or even like hire an assistant to handle all your hate for you. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're, if you got it like that, sure. I mean, <laughs> But but do you, you don't necessarily have to, right? Like that's, that's the whole idea. Like you don't have to turn comments on, you know, you that's can turn true. comments off on YouTube. You don't have to enable comments on um your, your website, right? Like, or, or, I mean, you kind of, I guess you can't turn off iTunes uh, or Spotify reviews, but you don't ever have to check them. <laughs> like just don't check them. They don't, it doesn't really, I mean, it's a shame too, because like, you'll be proud of the work you've done until you start reading like how, now here's the thing though, when it comes to those hateful comments, the, the ones that hurt are the ones that, that, you know, the truth hurts, right? Um, and there's, there's, there's clues in those, in those comments sometimes, right? Because you have to remember people don't know how to, they, they're not content creators. Right. So they don't know how to articulate the thing that they don't like about it. And I've had to explain this to some, some of the coaching um, clients that I have that I work with on like their YouTube channel or, or podcasting. Like there's things that it's like, they won't know that they don't like the colors, but they'll know that they don't like it. Um, and, and I, I, I'm, it's, it's getting kind of late. So it's kind of um, hard for me to remember the specific example, but there's, there's, it's kind of all right, so it's kind of like this. It's like if you if you're doing a talking head YouTube video, um, and you just have the talking head, you know it it can work, right? And you you have a certain background, certain setup, or something like that, or certain colors, like those the, people might not realize that the that's the thing that's triggering what they don't like. Oh, here's here's a perfect example, perfect example. So there's a there's a in filmmaking. This is going to go filmmaking. Um, there's a there's a uh, a technique to make the audience feel like uneasy, and basically what you're going to do is you you go low and you go crooked, right? Like an up. So you're taking a like of the person. You're like low and crooked. So for me, I couldn't figure out for the longest time why I cannot stand watching The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Is that is it? The Grinch or whatever. The one with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I could yeah. not understand why that movie bothered me so much until I watched a uh, YouTube video, no less, explaining that um, low and crooked uneasiness uh, technique with the camera. Okay. And you watch that movie, so much of that video, so much of that movie is low and crooked, and it just makes me feel anxiety through the entire movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't notice until just recently, like in the last, like, I don't know, six months or something like that. 
to, to, to be able to explain it to somebody and say, wow, like I didn't know why they, it made me feel that way. But now I know because I yeah. watched a YouTube video. But, you know, people aren't going to be able to articulate why they hate something. Is yeah. it the audio? Is it the colors? Is it what you're wearing? Is it your hair? Is it your voice? I mean, not everyone's going to like your voice. Some people have silky smooth voices and things. And, and then some people just don't, right? And it doesn't, you know, voice, certain voices just don't work for everybody. Excuse me, in every medium and every format, like, you know, some people could be really great singers or they could be really great rappers and they might not be the greatest rapper from a lyricist point of view, but their voice sounds like DMX is a great example. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, like, it's so much great. Ah, you know, they're, they're, they're fun. It's, it's like candy, you know, but, but is it, is it substanceful? Well, you know, some songs a little more than others, but, but yeah. It gets the job done. So, so I, guess, I guess in a way, it's like um, the only way you can truly just not worry about it, not worry about what could potentially come from it, is just to focus on your art, focus on your message, focus on the person you're actually trying to talk to, and then everybody else, their opinions, none of your business. <laughs> pretty, I mean, pretty much, yeah. I mean, when those people, so so the thing is, is once in a while you'll you'll get those comments that point out something that like you you should you should probably look into it. Like they, again, they might yeah. be really mean about it. It might be really rude. In my case, it was like, oh, the video needs to be bigger the whole time. And I'm like, well, I got YouTube copyright to play, you know, to, to work through here. Um, and yeah. over time I've been able to massage my way towards not having that problem and not, and, and appeasing more of the people, right. Or, or looking at the analytics. Like one of the great things about YouTube is you get a deluge, like, tons of analytics so you can look at like the retention chart of like how long people are actually watching the video like where they're dropping off at right so it's like you, you get the big spike at the at the beginning or downward spike i should say hockey stick of people dropping off and in my case yeah. it's like oh well because i'm doing this like minute long intro where you yeah. don't even see the video like you don't know that it's actually going to get there and they're just like yeah no nah, i ain't watching this so like little by little, I chopped it back, chopped it back. So I was just like, screw it. I ain't doing any intro. We're just playing the video. We're just going in. And then you still get people say, I'm not here to see your big fat forehead and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm trying to, there's a thing that you don't even understand. Like you don't even know what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like I'm doing this to make money. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, I'm not trying to put the video out there for you to watch and for me to get nothing and Shark Tank take all of it. And meanwhile, like I'm actually dropping knowledge here, like of the, yeah. the 30 years, 30 plus years of business that I've been around, plus standing on the shoulders of giants, plus all the interviews I've done, you know, 475 interviews with, with entrepreneurs from all over the world. Like, you know, I, I, I not everyone understands that I'm bringing something to the table and that's okay, but I am. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and I deserve to be paid for that. So read the room, commenters. <laughs> it does. Well, the, well, commenters, but also you, right? Like, yeah. you, you look at the comments, you throw out the really crappy ones. But if you, if you see the same comment a couple times, again, it might not be articulated the way you expect it to be. But, you know, read between the lines a little bit and then try to think, how can I change this? How, what else can I do? What else can I borrow from outside or steal from outside? uh niches or industries to bring to my you know to my audience that isn't already here that's a great question and it's definitely something for all of us to ponder on because i mean there's there's so much 
to that podcasters already have to think about. And so to add like the video element and the comments element, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. I remember that holding me back from wanting to do it. Um, you know, doing the YouTube thing on a regular basis. And uh, I mean, it's also the technology was a little bit different back, you know, 2015, 16, 17. So there wasn't as much like streaming gear uh, that, that it's available now that makes it just brings, you know, the barrier to entry a lot lower. Um, I remember doing in 2016, 2015, 2015 and 16, um, doing, uh, Facebook lives when that became a thing. And I would just like, I set up my phone, like we were, me and my boy, Matt would record our intro, my intro for the show. And, uh, that, that would be, um, on, like, I would just set up the phone so that we, you know, that could be streaming. So now I, now all these years later, I get like, it's, there's like videos of me holding Ava, my firstborn, like while doing these, these intros. Um, and, and these intros could be like an hour long before we even got to the interview. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that would talk, we would talk about topics that were related to like entrepreneurship, you know, self-betterment, dreaming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I'd be like, okay, now we have this interview that's going to do. So go go download the episode when it comes out, like for the live Facebook live stream. Um, yeah. but the, you know, those videos were not great quality because the cameras weren't as great. The, uh, you know, you couldn't stream in seven, seven twenty P I think at the time it was 480. So like, you know, all these little things just like, ah, you know, it, it's, it, it, but now, now the, there's all these, uh, you know, technology and software to make it so much easier to go live and. Um, and, and integrate it. So not, and not everybody's going to be into watching talking head content, but mm -hmm. there's just little things that you can do to like, you know, if you really wanted to plus it up, like go get yourself a, um, story blocks account. Right. And like overlay, you know, B roll of, of something over, over what you're doing. So, yeah, I wish I had found video a little bit sooner than 2017. Personally, but, it, but it, hey, you found it now and, and there's still so much more you can do. <laughs> that That is true. There, there's a lot more I could do and a lot more I plan to do um, when I when I can find the darn time to do it. <laughs> well, as you start rolling out all this stuff, where can people find you online? Yeah, uh, so it's, it's JoePardo.com or su at SuperJoePardo on all social media platforms. Uh, and IndiePodCon.com for the Independent Podcast Conference, which is going to be in 2023, September. Well, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of good stuff, and I hope that people look you up to to see all the amazing things that you're doing. But before I let you go, there's one question I got to ask you. I ask everyone, what is one question I didn't ask that you really wish I had? Well, we talked about this before, but you made a pretty, you pretty much softballed it in. What podcast do you listen to, Joe? Yeah, what podcast do you listen to, Dan? <laughs> uh, basically, it, it's it's like there's like three shows. Um, video marketing was a video marketing value podcast with uh, a guy who used to work for Leo Laporte. I'm blanking on his name, Nate. I think his name maybe it's Nate, and uh, he has a oh, I can't think of her name. Anyway, they're really great. <laughs> Both of them are really really great. And it's really helpful stuff if you're into, because both of them are high level, like not YouTube, like influencers, but they're like behind the scenes, like analytics and uh, like analytical people um, that have been around technology for a long while, like well, the one dude's worked for Leo Laporte. So he's been around for a long time. 
Um, okay, I'll have to find them and then and put it in the show notes. <laughs> that's that's one. The next one, the 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 so that's number. That's like the third um, most listened to. Second most listened to would have to be uh, 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 have a seat or no, not have a seat. Um, oh, predators I've caught with Chris Hansen. That's a, fascinating. Uh, okay, and <laughs> uncensored in the podcast, so he reads a lot of those chat logs that you used to watch on to catch a predator uh where they would like blank out they would read like five lines of the whole chat and like they blanked out most of it no he reads the whole thing and it's oh my goodness it's it you know it's like you want to it's like how does chris not laugh while saying some of this stuff it's because yeah. it's so absurd it's so absurd and so horrible at the same time it's so many emotions all mixed in the one uh i can't so, even yeah and he does like updates on like where they're at now he's done a couple interviews like one um one of the guy's daughters, uh, he, he interviewed her, the daughter. Yeah. And it's cause she's like way older now. She was like a kid when it happened. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, the most, the most listened to show that I, I will listen to the absolute most, uh, pretty much religiously is, uh, the Disney dish podcast with Jim Hill and Len Testa. Len Testa being one of the original, uh, four guys that started the WDW Today podcast back when that was still the original crew. Because um, that show is still going on, but it's a different, p- different people took it over. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, so it's staying true awesome. to your roots. <laughs> yeah, well, they they talk a lot about like business. It's a, really a business podcast. Cause a, and then there's history. They talk about the, the history of Disney uh, as well. And like the news of Disney and yeah. Amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, we'll have to find all the links for all of these and put them in the show notes. <laughs> yes, yes. You absolutely should go listen to all. I mean, if you can stomach the the middle, the second one, but the but the marketing, video marketing, and uh, and 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 Disney dish are incredible as well. Well, I've definitely got a couple more to add to my list. I, I mainly listen to uh, to business podcasts and to um, a money mindset podcast. Like those are my those are my big ones. But uh, but yeah, I'm always down to learn about new ones. <laughs> But those the, the two I look the Disney Dish is really a business podcast. They 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 even go into um people send them the surveys that Disney sends out to to oh, wow. guess. Yeah. So people send them the surveys and then they read the questions and then they try to guess like, well, what could this mean? What are they trying to like what's the answer they're trying to uh, you know get to with this? And wow. uh, and and usually they're pretty right. They usually start the show out with a round of congratulations for them self congratulations. So, um, Ashley, super famous Ashley Grant, thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate being here. This is the time. This was wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time to actually be here. So thank you so much. <laughs> One hundred any 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 time. I'm so happy to be here and come back. Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.